0: Hey there, and welcome to day 349 of Don't Forget You're Worth, the podcast of the matching YouTube channel that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea, and sorry for the little cracked voice. It's not that you guys haven't heard this before. <laughs> I've been a little bit teary this morning, but they're super good tears. They're tears from absolutely spending time with the Lord, and they're super good tears. So don't be worried, but I have to keep moving. And it was the funniest thing because I had two things that I was supposed to do this morning. And I'd made, like I say, I'd made, quote, little promises that I'd be there or I'd do them. And you guys even know it, like Scarlett and I were planning, we still could go down to the market, you know, this morning and meet this gal. And then I was supposed to jump on a live stream and the whole, you know, and I finally, I was making my coffee and I said, you know what, Andrea, you are still such a people pleaser that you will literally take yourself off the map as far as taking care of yourself and what you need to do and what you need to do for the Lord. And it's like, you have to keep the Lord your first priority. You can't be such a people pleaser that you're like, yep, I'm going to jump on that Zoom call. Even though I've said five times already, July is not a good month, right? (laughs) Like, I'm keeping this commitment to the Lord. And so I did myself that favor. I just said, no, listen up. You need to just reach out and say, you know, the space and place that you're at and where you're writing from. And the same thing, if I make it to the farmer's market, wonderful. But if the Lord is going to be descending on me like he just descended on me, oh, my stars, I won't leave this cabin for the whole weekend. Um, I can't even tell you what he just did. I mean, I'm like, seriously, like I say, sitting in tears of humbleness and tears where I've just sat in the raw and been with him. And he delivers. I tell you what, he speaks. So I'm going to read to you this piece that I wrote this morning. I literally am sitting here in the same robe with the same towel on my head. I literally, to just tell you where I'm at, I just stepped in urine because that's the life of living with a puppy. Um, And yet I'm like, nope. I'm just going to grab my laptop and I'm going to write and it's exactly what I did. And these words are raw and fresh and vulnerable and they're yummy and wonderful. I wouldn't change probably even one because it's been the first for a while, like I say, where I feel like the Lord has just descended his words on me. He's just descended such clarity. He just descended his words to you right through me. And so I don't want you to miss these for a minute. They're for me and they're for you. Um, so I'm rolling out this piece fresh this morning, towel on my head. <laughs> it's called the Truth Center, and so it begins. <laughs> I did it again. These words that weren't deserved, fell right out of my mouth. You are such a good man, with such a good heart. I spoke. I spoke straight to his eyes. Right on me. I spoke the words as if they were true and with the clarity and seriousness of the sun. But one thing nothing about him added up to those words. They weren't true in the equation of who he was or even whom he had been. Greed, rebellion, gambling, addiction, praying positioning, lying, fake it till you make it, he says. So I spun the beautiful curves on that long drive home in a trance of thought. I have done this before, so many years before, and it posed dangerous to me. Have I not grown? Have I not changed? Do I not learn? Do I not know better this was now this was me in the very now I was so ashamed but I could see his face in my mind when I said them the doubt him wanting to correct me opening his mouth as if to speak but closing it a second later saying nothing he even knew that I knew those words weren't true But he took the compliment and changed the topic. The opposing attorney sent this this week. He said to me, handing me a white sheet of paper copied, and quickly I recognized my handwriting. It was a copy of the inside of a card I wrote. And in true Andrea fashion, I always write the occasion and the full date with the year, in the upper right-hand corner. I still do, you guys. Mother's Day, 1998, it read in quotes. And with just that trigger, I knew that I knew that I knew. I knew this card well. To this very day, I know just where I wrote it, and I know just what her son was wearing when I made sure that he read every word before I sent it. Tell me about this, my attorney said. When my sister got married, and I only had dreams of marrying myself someday, I did calligraphy, and for my sister's first Mother's Day, she had me calligraphy a poem from a book for her new mother in law. And as I read that poem and I wrote it, and I drew each calligraphy letter, I had dreams of writing my own mother in law someday and telling her all of these wonderful things about her son, and the young man she had raised, and the father he had become. That's exactly what this poem was. I wasn't done explaining by a mile. I'd probably gone further back in history than he had planned on having me go. But the attorney interjected with a question that surprised me. Are they still married? Your sister? He asked me. From his leather chair no they're not i said quietly feeling i'd said something i shouldn't because it seemed pretty irrelevant to me why not do you think in privacy i explained and quickly realized that the very words coming out of my mouth were similar to my very own and my eyes started to well up just as sure as i typed this this morning It was what she wanted, not who he was, and she thought that he could change. Anything else, he asked while scribbling away on a pad in front of him. Yes, I wanted to be liked by the person that I loved, and I thought that he could become these things, I said, setting the copy that now had my tears on it on his desk in front of me. I wiped the tears and drips from my eyes and nose with my sweater I had pulled down over my fist. Humbling, but necessary. Andrea, I talked with Therese about this because this switch was compelling. I knew Therese to be the referring psychiatrist, so I listened as I truly just adored and admired her input. She said that what you did was textbook. Extremely common. In an abusive relationship, that it's actually a sign of high danger, a sign of last resort desperation. So I need you to do something for me, he continued. Mm. I couldn't speak yet because of all the tears streaming, so I just slowly nodded my head yes as he knew, he knew that I was all ears. I need you to not worry about this and consider this gone from the case he said. I nodded. But the pain, I could not, could not stop the pain. The irony, it was Mother's Day. And with wounds running years and years deep, I wrote the sappiest words to an audience of 57 countries. They were the words that I had always wanted to feel. They were the words that I wished that I had lived. They were the words that I wished were deeply true. But I knew what I was thinking as I wrote them. I knew that I was thinking of my vow maker while writing them. I knew that I was thinking of vow maker's mother reading them. I knew then that this was another act of desperation. It was me wanting to show an abuser that I had support and love that I had people that knew my truth and had my back. That although abusers try to alienate and separate you from family and friends, I still had blood that was thick as thieves. One little problem, though. You are dreaming, baby girl. So I sat before the Lord this morning. The closed toilet seat lid seemed as good a place to rest and listen as any. He knows I was wrapped in a robe with a terry cloth towel spun on my head and childhood tears in my eyes. And just one weekend away from the shame of lying to that man, I just asked him, Father, why? Am I lying? Why so many years apart did I do this again? I told him he was a good man with a good heart. Before I even knew, That's what I was saying. And I reached for the toilet paper, spinning that roll like a kitten caught in mischief to keep up with the tears coming down my face. And I'm so thankful that I'm not working today, yet I get that that's the whole point. How else could I slow enough to hear except write the very now and its clarity? It's super clear. It's all of this. All of this pain has always been about the saving of many lives. It's still coming. Your authentic freedom. It's still coming. Your person that will love you and help you and appreciate you and never leave you. It's still coming. We see people through a filter of sin and what people deserve. That's our skewed reality. You see them, Andrea, the way that I see them. That's my unconditional love for them. Sin and shame all aside, I love them. Those things that you say are lies to you, but they are truth to me. Those words are exactly what I would have said to him. You are a good man with a good heart. They are words, Andrea, from the other side of the veil, and you are closer to what I've purposed you to do than you have ever been. You are not a liar, Andrea. You are speaking those words from me. I see them that way. Grace sees them that way. I stood up and I spun for more toilet paper. I use it to wipe down the tub that I have showered in, but he still just keeps chatting at me in the morning. I know that I will soon never forget. It's the calling at hand and that ginormous thing that I have to build and that person that could soon hurry up and get here. I am called to tell them their truths. All sin and shame aside, grace covered the way that the Lord Sees them. Child of God, hang on. Those promises you see are still coming. They cannot for anything be taken away from you. They belong to you always. It's my job and my honor to complete the work that I have done in you through the very grace of my Son. You love well, and love only. Speak truth, speak life, speak love. I have every last detail all figured out. Listen, obey, and love. Love, like my son's very life, depended on it. He died so that all might be with me for eternity, love. I love you. Obviously, a few more tears. I'm doing all right. I'm like, I'm going to make it. It's a good morning. (laughs) I've already sat here with my coffee, and I just full-on told the Lord. I'm like, you know what, Lord? I absolutely, I just love my life. I'm so thankful for so many things, so many people. Thankful for my cabin. Thankful for my little scar sitting right here. I'm so ridiculously thankful that I know that this is not a finished work. (laughs) you know what I mean? I just sat there, I'm sitting here right now, I just look around and go, this is not a finished work. This is just a little blip on the map of what he expects of me. Um, And I hope that you value these words that I wrote. I hope that you value the tears that I shed um, to give them and bring them to you. Um, I always get so embarrassed when I listen back. I'm like, oh, that little crackly voice and I never want anyone to think, like I say, I'm, they're such good tears. You know, it's always, it was even always that with the kids. It's like, oh my gosh, mama, why are you crying? Oh my gosh. You know, because I just spent amazing time with the Lord. And I, I could not be more thankful for this morning. Like I say, I wrote, I kid you not, this is a morning that I will not soon forget. Um, unbelievable sitting in a little wet, probably, <laughs> what probably, what am I probably, a you know what I mean, like a six by 12 bathroom, maybe, you know, and he's just descending down. He's just rained words all over me. And so I bounced right out of there. I grabbed my laptop and I knew you just write, you write right here in the raw and you give it your best because these things I went through are so painful to remember. Like I say, this isn't even on that list of my, what is it? I have like 30, 35 painful stories. And yet I was set right back at this small little tidbit, literally in the fresh now, because I was feeling so much shame for what I said this very last weekend (laughs) to very much a very porcupine person that really probably needed to hear those words, right? Really needed to hear them. And, you know, as we all say, they weren't deserved. They weren't even from me. And like I say, I sit in the reality of now on the other side of the veil, just like he said, and they sound like a lie. And they're not. He needed to hear the very way that the Lord sees them. And that's what those words are. I, I don't need to feel shame. I mean, the reality, did they, like that attorney said, did that change our case? He's like, nope, get it out of your head. Um, this exhibit will be gone, it will be washed, because like we say, there's 150 exhibits of the reality that you were sitting in, you know, (laughs) he's like, be done with it, and, but, you know, there was a conversation even after that, oh my gosh, I see seriously the tears, Mm. there just, there was a conversation that happened long after that, that made me realize that, obviously, through that case, you would not believe the way that the Lord was moving and working. And, you know, it's a very well-known case. Um, and so much was gleaned because of that. And so many people were changing. I rem- remember even, you guys, back to the story of, of the trauma floor and how that, that brain surgeon, even look at how he was like, I will never be the same again, seeing the way that you love. I mean he I I believe that to this day that he loves differently because of the dynamic that father put in front of him and was it painful on my end yes it was but if you knew the people that I have so close to my life and in my front row that are right there to tell me Andrea it's coming <laughs> somebody told me this week hang in there Andrea you are closer than you think and they don't even know like the the space and gravity and the enormity of what they were saying to me at the time. And it was so very true. And so some of you need to know that this very morning. Those promises that you see, those visions that are placed in front of you, they're coming. (laughs) It's not to his benefit to not deliver you out of the space and place. He's a redeemer and he's a deliverer. And so it's not to his glory, to not redeem and deliver. So just know that it's coming. We all kind of feel it. Um, We feel it. And so just relish (laughs) and bathe in that hope and that truth. Um, What he has shown you, it's still coming, baby girl or baby boy. (laughs) Because I know I'm like, I've looked, I've looked. I've got some male listeners, no doubt about it. I think it's about 40, 40, 60 right now. So just know, baby girl, baby boy, it's coming. I'll talk to you later, obviously, today, through the weekend. I've got to be chatting. I will keep chatting at the sky for you if I need to, even if I can't get the words out. Um. And we're going to do this thing, 365 miracle stories. Within 365 days, we are well on our way. We're sitting at 349, story 349. And I'll keep going. I'll talk to you here shortly. Take care.